0: Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is taken from John chapter 10, and it reads in this way Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for my sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock, one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and the authority to take it up. This command I received from my Father. Here ends our text. Once again... We are told by Jesus that he is an I am. We hear that over and over. I am the door. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the good shepherd. It goes all the way back to that text in John chapter 8 where Jesus says to these Jews who were questioning his authority that Abraham saw his day and rejoiced in it. Oh, you're not even 40 years old yet. How in the world is that possible? He said, Before Abraham was, I am. Well, what does he mean? It's the same one who was speaking to Moses in that burning bush. I am, he said, is his name. Not the God who was, not the God who will be. He is the God who always is. He is the I am. And when Jesus said to them, I am the good shepherd, he was telling them that he was the second person of the Trinity, the eternal and almighty God. What does a good shepherd do for his sheep? I don't know that there's a single one of us in this congregation that has that vocation and that profession. A good shepherd is one that gives his sheep food and water. You remember the 23rd Psalm, right? He leads me besides the still waters. And remember Jesus in this text was saying that he is the one who gives his flock water. I am the water, the water of life that flows from within the man that I will give to him. Jesus, he leads his sheep to those pastures beside the still waters, gives them food. Remember, Jesus said, I am the bread from heaven. Jesus is the one who feeds us, his sheep, with both food and water. A shepherd is one who also gives them shelter. He leads them into that pen. He says, I am the door. It's the door through which the sheep are able to come and go in safety. He leads them, he says. He leads them, not drives them, not beats them, not bites them. He leads them to these places where they need to go. And then he promises, too, in our text, that he is the one who also protects his sheep. He protects them from thieves and robbers who are going to crawl over the top of that fence and try to steal those sheep, but he also protects them in our text from those wolves that would come and devour and kill and drive fear into our hearts and separate us from the protection and the defense of our shepherd. The way he goes about doing this and the way that he demonstrates that he is indeed the good shepherd, he says he is the one who lays down his life for the sheep. And he does so not just because we belong to him, but because he loves us too. What does it mean for us to be sheep? Well, I guess it means that we're stupid. My granddaughter was in the back seat of the car a couple of weeks ago and it was raining cats and dogs and I was trying to turn into an alleyway and this car was just sitting there and it wouldn't move. And In my frustration, I called the guy who was in that car stupid. And all of a sudden I heard a voice from the back of the car that said, Grandpa, you shouldn't talk like that when there are children in the car. I said, well, how old do you have to be? She said, at least 18. We are sheep, and sheep are stupid. They don't know what they don't know. And so as a result of it, the sheep are the ones that like to wander and they don't perceive danger and they don't recognize when it is that they are walking away from their shepherd and not doing the things that are right. When you are a sheep, you are defenseless. You have no natural ability to be able to defend yourself. To begin with, you don't have even by comparison to the world, enough worldly wisdom. Scriptures say that the sons of this world are wiser than the sons of light. We get to be naive. The world out there with all of its machinations, with all of its deceptions, is much wiser than we are. We don't have any natural weapons, do we? Sheep aren't very good. We can't do battle. Jesus did battle. He did battle with Satan, didn't he? Satan, who laid before him all the temptations, in a sense, in a few temptations, that those mother of all temptations, where he takes him to a high mountain, and there he shows him all the glory of the world, all this I will give to you. We would fall for just a few thousand dollars to say nothing of all the glory of the world. He brings them to a pinnacle of the temple. Throw yourself down from here. Oh, we doubt God. We doubt God over the smallest of things. No, he takes him out into the wilderness and he leaves him for 40 days without food. And we complain if we don't get what it is that we want. Yeah, we don't have the weapons. We're just sheep. And we don't have any defenses, but he's the one who has the word of God and knows how to be able to do battle with that evil foe and stand his ground. There are not even any defenders among us when it comes to those wolves. What sheep can stand up to a wolf? Wolves are always smarter in their evil designs. They're always much better organized and they know how to be able to use fear to tyrannize the sheep. Oh, the Pharisees came up to Jesus and they said, "Get out of here, Herod is going to go out. He's coming after you." Was Jesus afraid? Did Jesus scatter? Did he run? No, not at all. Not even among those who would pretend to be the guides to the sheep, the hired hands, those hirelings who are paid to watch over the sheep, even they, when they see the wolf coming, they always will turn and run. There is no human being on earth that has the strength or the power to be able to stand up against evil when evil wants to be able to have its fangs in God's sheep. There's only one good shepherd in all of creation. Only one who is capable of being able to protect and defend and guide and care for and ultimately lead sheep all the way into the paradise of heaven. No other one on earth has the knowledge of being able to lead and guide us into those paths of righteousness. No other one has the weapons that is, capable of being able to do battle with evil. No other one in all of creation owns us, and even more than that, loves even the unlovable. And he has given us proof of that by his willingness and ability to lay down his life on our behalf. You remember the Pharisees and the Sadducees, those wolves who wanted to have those people. How did they use their powers on people? They used their powers because they had the power of teaching them that by means of their good works and deeds, they could gain God's favor and be like them. Oh, it'd be hard work. But then if you can't gain God's favor, if your conscience won't give you release, if you find yourself struggling with your own sinful nature, then you just didn't try hard enough to be that perfect person that God intended you and supposedly would make you into being. And oh, how the sheep would scatter and run and how afraid they would be that on that day when death came, that they could never face the God who had made them because they did not know the God who was willing to give his own son in their place and for them in their death that he might conquer death for them. The Sadducees, the Sadducees, they were a little bit different. They were the intellectuals who really didn't even believe in a resurrection, and so they would tell these people when they die, the oh, bodies are just put to the side. Here, your spirit flies back into heaven. There, you are just returning back to that eternal flame in heaven. No personality. You're just gone. And what's the value of spirituality? What's the value, of the value of spiritual life? Oh, it just guides us, governs us, directs us. But that's it. There's no other purpose, no other direction. There's nothing about you that means anything to God. And oh, how the sheep would find that to be so terrifying. There were even the Herodians. Those were the people who were the worldly ones. Those were the people with power and money and wealth and how they could make those poor people just grind them into the ground with their insignificance. No wonder Jesus looked at the people and he said, they're like sheep without a shepherd. He would not let those Pharisees and Sadducees and Herodians or anybody else have their way with his sheep. And I can tell you that as those sinful women came to Jesus and wept at his feet, as those people who were blind, as those people who could not, move in life because of their fear and their despair and their sorrow. All of those people he defended and was willing to give his life in exchange for them. But not just them. Jesus said, I have other sheep that are not at this fold. You. Me. We are his sheep. We are the sheep for whom he has also died. And he didn't just die. He died and lived again. This is what it is that his father told him. Not only that we would be his sheep, that he would give these sheep to him, but those sheep that heard that voice of the shepherd, they were the ones who would actually receive from him eternal life. It's so fitting that following this text we are confronted with this magnificent story of Lazarus. This Lazarus, who was dead, and Jesus walked up to his tomb, and he said, Lazarus, come forth. And what happened? The dead man heard the voice of his shepherd, and he came back out of that tomb. I don't think it's any accident that these texts are tied together because the same people who have heard the voice of that shepherd who has called them to his grace and to his mercy and to his kindness, that same shepherd that has called them to his waters of baptism, that same shepherd that has spoken to them through the scriptures, that same shepherd that has come to his people and presented them with his own body and blood, that same shepherd whose voice we have heard. We will hear again. Amen. May the peace of God that passes all human understanding preserve and guard your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.